this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Joyful Mama Show. Today, we are really excited to dive into a topic that we are both passionate about. Um, We have totally different perspectives on this topic and have come from different places in our journey. And we really just started to dive into this more deeply after we recently went to this conference together. And one of the things that actually it was a, a theme among many speakers, there were, there was one speaker in particular that we had a lot of feedback in our private conversation afterwards about, because some of the message and just the underlying theme was very contrary to what we believe and where we stand. (laughs) I almost said as a couple, we kind (laughs) of are a couple (laughs) where we stand together and where, yeah, just where our beliefs lie. And so we've gone into just a lot of conversation since that conference about why did we feel the way we felt? What exactly did we feel? There was, there was some anger that I experienced. There was also compassion and sadness because ultimately this, to, to summarize the, the message or the standpoint of the speaker that we kind of feel like we're supposed to kind of come against culturally the mindset that a mom can only be a mom, that if you are a mother, that is your primary and sole calling and anything else you do, unless it's like maybe teaching a Sunday school class, seems like that's permissible. Anything beyond that is a distraction and it's less holy. It's less noble. And we're only called to, to have our focus on our children, on our family, on our husbands and in the home, this whole like homeschool homemaker agenda that that is the calling of a woman. And if you want to have a business or if you want to have a job, or if you want to have a leadership role, that's not under a man that that's not allowed. And there were a couple of things that this particular speaker said that really struck me. But one of them was basically, if you have a babysitter or a nanny, or if your kids go to school, that's wrong because no one can be you to your kids. Like you have to be present with your kids all the time. It's your job to raise them. And if anyone else is stepping in, you're doing them a disservice. 
And what's funny is I thought like her a few years ago, and that's what we want to talk about today. Cause Sarah never thought like her. I used to, and I would even judge the moms who like had the job and who put their kids in school. And I'm like, I've always wanted to be home. I was also taught and kind of indoctrinated from when I became a Christian that that's what women should do. Their places in the home with their kids and serving their husbands and serving their families. That's the thing that we're supposed to do. And anything beyond that maybe is okay as long as it doesn't distract from the main thing, but it certainly, you certainly shouldn't require a nanny. You certainly shouldn't require to put your kids in school. And, um, it grieved me to hear her say this because when I first, it probably was 2018 when I, for, for the first time heard a woman who was speaking on the stage and she shared about the Proverbs 31 woman and how she was a provider and she was a leader and she had maid servants who did things like cooking and cleaning. And she was a homeschool mom, but she said, if you are called to, to grow a business, maybe you need to hire a house cleaner. Maybe you need to hire a tutor. And I remember my jaw just dropping, like thinking, are those things even allowed? Like, <laughs> can, can I hire a house cleaner and a tutor? Like if I ha- hire a tutor, that means I'm not the one teaching my kids, which is my calling as a homeschool mom, how could I pay someone to do my calling? So there's this internal struggle, but also this like seed of hope that maybe I don't have to do it all. And maybe I could have help and it wouldn't just be okay. It would be encouraged and it would be holy, just as holy as if I were doing it myself. It's not unholy to pay someone to do my dishes. And anyway, the speaker at the conference was like, do your dishes to the glory of the Lord and do all things under the glory of the Lord. And I I literally had a moment where I was like, no, (laughs) that's how I felt. No, no, stop telling women that all we can do is dishes and diapers and, and to do it under the Lord. I am serving my family better if I'm growing my business and I'm paying someone to do my dishes and my laundry in this season. And so anyway, what we want to talk about today is basically the freedom that Jesus paid for, for all of us and the freedoms to lean into what God is saying to you in this season. And I have had seasons where I felt called to just focus on my kids. And then I've had seasons where I felt called to hire a nanny so that I can be in another room doing Zoom meetings and getting on calls and growing a business. And I don't think either one is wrong. And so I have compassion for the woman who's been taught and who even believes right now, like I have to, I have to be only a mom and I enjoy being a mom. And I think Sarah, you come from the perspective of like, I feel compassion for the woman who feels like this pressure to ignore some of those desires and longings for the sake of being a good mom or for the sake of fitting inside this box that the church has built for women. So. Yeah. Share your perspective For and sure. how you felt when you heard that girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys. Okay. I'm going to break up and make it so real about what was really happening that Liz alluded to. We were literally sitting side by side, texting each other. <laughs> 
while the speaker was speaking because we were incensed about the things that were being spoken to these women Mm -hmm. because it was so restrictive and it was so dogmatic and it was so like the law, laying down the law for them and rule-based and just everything we We'd never teach our kids and we certainly don't want to live in as adults. We want to live in a relationship with Jesus, not just following some rules that someone in the church made for us because it doesn't say in the Bible that women have to be homeschool moms, right? (laughs) um, It was so hard to sit there and listen to these words and then look around and see all these women nodding their heads and like, yes, yes. And thinking to myself, I know people who would go and buy her book today, you know, like the woman had over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. The book was like doing great after her session. There was all these women lined up to talk to her and buy her book. And it was just breaking my heart. And it made me so angry at just the homeschool culture in general Mm-hmm. that it existed. I was like, this is why I didn't want to be a homeschool mom. This is why I never wanted to be a part of anything that like even smells a little bit like what a, con- you know, the, <laughs> what a woman should be like. Like, I just don't, don't tell me what to be like, give me freedom and let me hear from God. And then him and I, and my family will decide what I'm going to do. And <clears throat> So it was really hard for me. Like I was really angry. And Liz, I know you were, we were both just really angry and we were like, okay, like what are we supposed to do about this? We have a podcast where we speak to homeschool moms who want to have an impact outside their home, but maybe we're supposed to get even louder about how the homeschool culture needs to shift and needs to change and how it's possible to change it. And how it's possible to be a homeschool mom and feel called to that, but also do other things with your life. You know, when you're talking about that, like you got like do the dishes with joy. It's like, well, yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Like whatever you do, do under the glory of God. That's literally scripture. I understand what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but really what you're saying is be content with this, this one thing and don't ever try to go outside of this box. Because if you do, You'll be a bad Christian and you won't be like a servant because there's all this tension. There's so much tension because we know like, mm-hmm. well, the Bible calls us to be servants. Jesus was a servant and that's what leadership is, is serving. We know these mm-hmm. things, but they get twisted into ideologies that box us into a certain way of living instead of saying to ourselves, what does it look like in this season for me to serve my family? Maybe it means me stepping back from doing the dishes and letting someone else step in. Because when I say no to something, I get the opportunity to say yes to something else. So mm-hmm. it, like we really, you know, we love the freedom that we're living in of like, I get to choose what I'm saying yes to in every season of my life and what I'm saying no to. And it's not because someone told me I have to, or told me I should like, What's heartbreaking to us is, well, to me, I'll say, because I came from the background where I was never told that women had to have this role in the home, that that's not what the church I was in was telling me. And so when I started discovering that that existed, I was like, don't put those shackles on me. Like, I felt the same way as I did when I was in Afghanistan, like where I walk in and suddenly I have to wear a headscarf and every man that looks at me because of the way I look thinks I'm Afghani. And I felt like 
these shackles went on me because I looked like the women they were oppressing (laughs) and like, where's my burqa? Like I need to put it on. And I felt such oppression. And I can't tell you how many times I have felt that same feeling in Christian circles, in Christian homeschooling circles, in different churches, because I know they're trying to put some kind of cap on me that Jesus hasn't capped me yet. Like, but there's a culture saying, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Get under our way of thinking and doing and what we think you should be doing. And so it has always made me feel, even though I don't want to feel like a rebel, I want to feel just like a normal person just wanting to follow Jesus. Like it makes me feel like I'm this rebellious person. I'm always contentious. I'm always trying to do something other than what people want me to do. But I do want to live countercultural, even when it's the Christian culture that's telling me something that to me is anti-biblical. Like it's not freedom-based. It's not relationship-based. And it's heartbreaking to me because at the end of the day, and I used to judge women who just wanted to be with their kids. Like we've said this before, Liz, we probably would have judged each other. Like I would have judged you mm-hmm. and been like, there's, you should be doing more. And you would have judged me and been like, you shouldn't be doing what you want to do. Like, and I think the place <laughs> we've both come to now, <laughs> we've both mm-hmm. come to this place of like, honestly, I don't care what the woman is choosing to do. She can be in the home, be out of the home, put her kids in school, homeschool her kids, um, have a full-time job, have a part-time job, be an entrepreneur, be in ministry. I don't care what you're doing. What I do care about is that you have the freedom to hear from God for yourself, for your life, for your season, for your family. And no one, not even me or Liz is standing over you telling you, you should be doing this. And mm-hmm. even with our podcast, like we're not saying that every homeschool mom has to be an entrepreneur, but if you want to be, we're here to support you. And we're here to help you Mm -hmm. balance all the things and manage your life and grow your business. But if you don't want to be a homeschooling entrepreneur and you just want to homeschool or you just want to be an entrepreneur, cool. You can listen to. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So I think like when we feel it's so, sometimes it's so subtle and sometimes it's in your face, just that feeling of, whoa, I can feel freedom just getting sucked out of the room in this moment. And that's not the way I want to live. Like, I don't want to live when I die that I suddenly get all the freedom that Jesus died for. Like, I want to experience it on this side of eternity. And like, he died on the cross. He already paid the price. I don't have to keep living under the law. I get to live Mm -hmm. in freedom. And I want to help other women live that way too. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is we want ourselves we want our kids we want our legacy to be how do you hear from god for yourself how do you hear from god for yourself and then have the courage to obey him and to step fully into whatever he's calling you to do and for for a long time i thought it had to look a certain way and i thought it had to be into a certain mold and what i am realizing like what I want for my daughters, what I want for myself is that total freedom to let Jesus reign supreme in my life. And that I can fully surrender to him without any other legalism or rule or box controlling or being the lens through which I think I hear God. 
our homeschool, we were part of a homeschool co-op and a while ago they had like a, a persuasive speech that they, everyone was going to deliver. And there was, I actually wasn't there for this week to hear it, but I heard about it later. So I can't give details, but one of the um, young girls shared that I think basically on the concept of like women shouldn't be in leadership, women shouldn't um, preach, women should, you know, their places to be in the home and submitting to their husbands and all those things. And one of my daughters was really um, confused by this message because she was like, I, I feel called to share my story and you speak on stages. Does that mean it's wrong? at church a couple of weeks ago, there was a woman who shared and she preached the message. Was that wrong? Like, what is this message of women can't talk? Why would it be that because my anatomy is different, I'm not trying to be a man, but why is my voice less worthy? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a man. Why can I not share what God has shared with me? I can hear from God. Why can't I share what I've heard? I'm like, these are all really great questions. These are all things that we definitely want to dive into. Um, and not every woman is called into a leadership role or to to speak or to, you know, I have another daughter right now who's in a foreign country on a missions trip. And she just got to share her testimony to a high school, a group of high schoolers in Guatemala with a mic, with an interpreter. She didn't, you know, have a, a man up there that she was like <laughs> under. It was just her and then this other mom. And she got to share her voice and her story. And I know that the the teenagers in that room were impacted by what she shared and what her experience was. And I don't want to live in a world where she can't do that because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of that. I want, I want to, to create um, and to be part of the movement that gives women the courage to use our voices, to share our stories, whatever that looks like. And sometimes it'll be in your living room with a bunch of homeschool moms and a cup of coffee. Sometimes it'll be on a podcast, like what we're doing right now. But the point is we want to empower you as a mom to not put yourself into a box and to not subscribe to any message that you've heard that tells you, you have to be something other Mm -hmm. than what Jesus himself has said. And yes, we're called to serve. And yes, we're called to go low and be humble and to take care of our families. And that looks different for all of us. And I'm not against doing dishes. I I did dishes today, but I didn't enjoy it. I did it. I guess you could say I tried to dishes with joy. But what I don't like is someone telling me that that's my duty is to be the dish mate, to be like that. That's my calling. That's not my calling. Yes, yeah. I'm called to serve my family, but I'm also called to raise up kids who can do some dishes. <laughs> and so they, I tell them in our house, it's like a common thing. Hey, you know, mom has a business. And when I, when I am working my business, I'm creating resources for our family that are, you know, can bl- be a blessing to us, can be a blessing to others. We can give more, we can do more fun things. So I can do the dishes and that's fine. But if you do the dishes and then I'm free to go do the thing that I'm good at, that you don't know how to do yet, that provides more freedom for all of us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's the conversation we have a lot of times. It's not that I'm unwilling. It's not that I have this like feminist, like I don't want to serve and I'm mad at men and 
I don't want to do the Christian godly woman thing. Like that's not at all what we're saying. I love to be home with my family. I love to make them meals. I don't ever love to clean up after the meals. That I'll just say that. I don't like cleaning up after I cook. We have systems in place for that. <laughs> we have kids that help with that. But the the whole thing is that, like you said, Sarah, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to be a homeschool mom. There's nowhere in the Bible that says it's a sin to have a nanny or to go get a job. When I was a single mom, I had to have a job. I had exactly. to. And there are other situations, you know, moms that I know that like that, that's just, it's a necessity. And there's always choices around what's necessary. I worked my way through single motherhood, working jobs and continued homeschooling and was with my girls still Monday through Friday. I made that happen, but I did have to work. I did have to earn an income. And I don't feel like I was giving them any kind of a disservice because I had to do so. And so we just want to say to you, there are no shackles. You can work, you can stay home, you can homeschool, you don't have to. And I really do think it's funny that we would have been a few years ago, the moms judging each other. I would have thought like you work outside the home. You have ambition beyond being a mom. Like you need to get your priorities straight. (laughs) (laughs) And you would have been like, you're settling for just being a mom. Like, are you actually fulfilled in your life? Do you have purpose beyond (laughs) your kids? Like Mm -hmm. we would have wanted to shake each other and give each other a wake up call, but our heart for you guys that are listening is just freedom Mm -hmm. that you are so fully free in your relationship with Jesus and that you would take your marching orders from him and that you would really allow yourself to just hear what he has to say for you and know that it is seasons change. So what you're called to do right now might not be what you're called to do forever but you don't have to do what you see the women in your church doing or what you've been told by a pastor that you should be doing. Like you get to lean into what's inside of you that God put there. That's it. Yeah. If you think about like half our congregations are made up of women, right? And if we had half our congregations not doing the thing that God had put inside of them, the visions, the businesses, the ministries, the outreach, the teachers or whatever, like, can you imagine? a society that didn't have that 50% doing what God had called them to do. Like, like you said, it's not a world anyone wants to live in (laughs) without women in all the areas of society. Like we know that government would not be good. We know, like, we just know these things like wouldn't be right if women were there, but yet somehow we still feel like the message that's being told to us is, but not you, you stay in the home. Because those other yeah. women, they can like I'm I'm really grateful that I have like a, a woman gynecologist. I feel right. personally way more comfortable with a woman doing that job. What if she had believed the lie? Like, and the, and there's a lot of women gynecologists, thank goodness, but I've had both and I prefer <laughs> the woman. I just do. Right. What if she had believed the lie? Like, I can't go to medical school. I can't work outside the home because I'll, all I can do is raise babies. All I can do. Um, what a tragedy. Um, we heard um, our, our new friend, Bethany Hicks, say, you know, if you want to raise world changers, the most important thing you can do is be one. Mm. And we have like these this message. It's like, oh, I just want to raise up my kids to 
to change the world and to be this and to do that. But if the, all they see is us devoting every single thing inside of us to them, and we don't ever pursue a dream beyond the walls of our home, um, what kind of an example are we setting? Mm-hmm. And they're going to learn so much more. One of my really good friends, she runs a really, um, you know, a multi, multi-million dollar business and she travels and she speaks and she has this huge team and she does all these things. and. It her kids are homeschooled, but it it her business a lot of times takes her away from home, and so she has help in the home and her husband chips in and all those things. Um, and I've asked her before, like, does it ever feel like the cost of building this empire that you're building is is too great? Like, how do you sustain it all? And she's like, oh my goodness, the cost of of not doing the thing I've been created to do would be so much more. And everything my kids are are learning by just watching me fulfill my dream and watching me run and then inviting them into it. And that's the other thing too. The assignments that women are not even giving themselves permission to acknowledge are not called, they're not designed to like take you away from your kids. Your kids are part of it, but it takes your yes before you can even begin to invite them to partner with you along alongside you in fulfilling the calling. Like if I hadn't said yes to entrepreneurship, I wouldn't have been able to put my daughter in this online private school. If I hadn't put her in the online private school, she wouldn't have had the opportunity to be around these other amazing leaders and to meet these friends from all over the country. She wouldn't be on the mission trip she's on right now because that opportunity would have never even been presented to her. And so the yes that we give that might at the beginning feel like it's about me. No, God, God's actually really smart and he can see the whole picture. And your yes that you feel like is for you, for your dream, for your assignment, like he, he figured them into the equation. Yeah, It's for them too. So be fully released to dream with God and lean into the things that you're passionate about, lean into the things that matter to you because it's for your kids too. It's God's not going to give you something that's going to pull you away or give them less of you or a, a worse life. It's all for all of you. Like it's all for all of our good. Mm-hmm. So, so before we go, I have a question for any of you who are listening. Is there something in your heart that you have felt like you cannot pursue because it would make you not a good mom? Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it's getting a mentor and going into a mentorship and pursuing growth. Maybe it's going to counseling and having to leave your house to go have a counseling appointment. Maybe it's starting a business and you're afraid that it's going to take too much time away from your kids if you actually are successful at it. It could be anything that you feel like you're supposed to be doing and you have just felt the guilt, the mom guilt, that if I do this, I'm not going to be a good mom. We want to release you today to take those things and take them to the Lord and say, what would it, what could it look like if I started to step into this thing? Like what, what could it look like if it didn't mean that I was forsaking my family in order to do what you've called me to do and to actually start walking in the things you put in my heart Mm -hmm. and just let him speak into that for you and let him clarify things and let him bring light to any places where there's lies there. and even unbelief or fear. And we'd love to hear your stories too. 
you can always message us on Instagram at the underscore joyful mama. But we encourage you to keep pressing forward into what everything God has for you. We're going to talk more on this subject in different ways in the future because we're passionate about seeing women set free to do everything that God has called them to do. We love you guys and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.